Hey, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another, another episode on social compatibility for all of the 16 types. Tonight's episode, season 12, episode 10, I think. Yes, episode 10. Uh, for those of you on the podcast and then those of you on the uh, YouTube channel for this particular lecture, we're going to be discussing the ISTJ and what types are compatible with the ISTJ. You'll notice that... Uh, Looking at me, I probably sound a little bit different, or the video's weird, or it's like a crazy angle in my uh, amazing uh, kitchen studio right now. Uh, specifically, it's because the gimbal that I was using as my tripod uh, for my iPhone 7 to record me uh, basically decided to not charge anymore, and I sent a nasty gram to the manufacturer expecting that they fix it. If they don't fix it, well, they're going to find a nasty gram about their product on my LinkedIn, which has almost 15,000 connections on it. I don't think it's going to go very well for them, but hopefully they get the idea and decide to give me a new gimbal because, or at least fix the one I currently have in a timely manner so that I can go back to, you know, producing YouTube videos that suck less, basically. Because, I mean, look at this. I'm in a kitchen. But one day... I'll perhaps be able to make money so that I can afford uh, to have a real studio instead of my awesome kitchen studio. And right now, guess what my phone is on top of? You guessed it, a, uh, a work stool bench thing on top of a uh, dining table with four chairs and two Nintendos. One Nintendo and then another Nintendo partially stacked with the phone sitting in front of the other Nintendo. And it's a Super Nintendo that it's sitting against, and a regular Nintendo that it's sitting on. Not that you remotely cared about that, but, I mean, come on. I, I like vintage Nintendos. I mean, Super Mario 3 is pretty awesome. And, add insult to injury, there's a beep going on in the background. Gotta love that. So, anyway, we're going to ignore the beep and continue going on forward with this lecture. Thank you for your patience. So, social compatibility for the ISTJ. ISTJs, uh, part of the see it through types, also known as chart the course, also known as the finishers. Uh, I'm actually going to be updating the uh, type grid on the front page of csjoseph.life to actually say finishers. Uh, and as much as I said as saying behind the scenes, it's background, and then structure types for uh, the in charge types, etc just to kind of keep things consistent from now on. Uh, the reason why I like finishers better than see it through, <clears throat> it's because finishers have a hard time starting things sometimes. Starters have a good time starting things, but have a hard time finishing things, etc. So just kind of be aware of that dichotomy, and uh, that's why I prefer to use the title or label finishers for that interaction style, which is direct, Responding movement. Uh, ISTJs are all about movement. Uh, they need progress cons consistently. They can do it in a chaotic manner or in the presence of chaos, but the difference is they have to be very organized about it. So it's more like controlled chaos because uh, they're STJs. It's kind of interesting how that works. Uh, direct, so they, me they mean what they say, they say what they mean. They're not really going to mince words. They like to be precise in that regard. And uh, they are responding, so they are introverted. I know we've been spending a lot of time on extroverts, and it is about time we start discussing introverts, and this is the first lecture on the introverts for the social compatibility, so it's about time. Yes, we're here, we're doing it. 
I know that everyone's like, give me the INFJ, INTP, INFP, INTJ, because everyone loves the introverted, intuitive uh, thinking or feeling, judging or perceiving types for some reason when it comes to YouTube. I think that's because those four types out of all the 16 types are actually more interested in the science than the rest. Not that I have a problem with that, but I'm just letting you know, I'm getting there. Thank you for your patience. Some of these lectures are really long, and to be honest, it is a lot of effort to calculate the compatibility with the algorithm. So I have to actually spend probably about, I don't know, 15 to a half hour, in term, 50 minutes to a half hour to calculate this out so that we can do it properly. Anyway, so for those of you joining on the podcast, I'm going to start naming off the compatibility. And uh, before I do that, I will have to talk about the disclaimer. And the disclaimer is, when talking about social compatibility, this does not mean romantic relationships. This does not mean working relationships. A romantic relationship falls under face-to-face compatibility. A working relationship, it's like working compatibility. It's professional compatibility, etc. This is social compatibility. Why? It's because it's friendship-based. This is based on friendships. This is not necessarily romantic relationships. Completely different, right? So how do we calculate that out with the algorithm? We stack up the cognitive functions according to uh, cognitive synchronicity theory, which I did a playlist on. If you want to understand how the cognitive functions are compatible with each other, you need to watch my playlist on cognitive synchronicity, right? And through doing cognitive synchronicity, you will start to understand why it's just a giant game of Pac-Man, right? Just a giant game of Pac-Man. Awesome. Why is that relevant? Well, it's because the extroverted functions are trying to consume or find or interface with the introverted functions, right? So based on that, it creates compatibility and and it's an exchange of information, exchange of data between the types, right? And And it's basically how well these puzzle pieces, each of these types fit in with each other, right? Each type has its own set of puzzle pieces. Those are the cognitive functions. Another type has another set of puzzle pieces. And they have cognitive functions and they fit together, etc., etc. So just be aware of that little dichotomy or microcosm, I guess, uh, before we talk about the macrocosm, which is social compatibility. But remember, it is based on friendship and redundancy. I kind of went like macro evolution on the audience in the last lecture. Not necessary to do that now. All I'm saying is that as human beings have developed and evolved over time, they have developed cognitive redundancy with their relationships. Why is that important? It's important because just because your type is not functionally compatible, cognitive functions wise compatible with other types does not mean that you cannot find common ground. And that common ground that you can find is camaraderie, right? So camaraderie is basically when you have someone who are, they're both SFPs or they're both NTPs or they're both ISJs, for example. They have these other similarities that come together that don't necessarily mean that they're compatible with each other. It's just mean that they, I mean, like if you have two completed puzzles and they're next to each other, it's kind of nicer to have two puzzles more than just one puzzle, right? Necessarily in creating a bigger puzzle or just have two separate puzzles that maybe fit together kind of like in a, I don't know, a canvas of puzzles. I don't know. That's probably a really bad uh, example. I don't care. The point is, Camaraderie is not the same as compatibility, right? So just be aware of that. 
I get that a lot of people have relationships like, oh, I'm an ISFJ and I have a great relationship with my ENTP friend. I mean, like, yeah, sure, but that's camaraderie. It's not compatibility. So with that done, disclaimer over, we can now talk about compatibility. Those listening on the podcast, here you go. ISTJs are compatible with first and foremost SPs, followed by NJs, followed by SJs, followed by NPs. Uh, derived out on another, uh, you know, zooming in uh, another level, uh, we have STPs first, followed by NFJs, then SFPs, NTJs, NTPs, SFJs, NFPs, and STJs at the bottom. And now the 1 through 16 list of the 16 types. Here you go. Highest compatibility. Remember, this is depth versus, you know, shallow acquaintance level or actual friends and whatnot. Yes, totally. Starting from the top, highest compatibility is the ESTP, followed by ISTP, followed by ENFJ, followed by INFJ, followed by IS, or ESFP, then ISFP, ENTJ, INTJ, ENTP, INTP, ESFJ, ISFJ, ENFP, INFP, ESTJ, and finally ISTJ. Because, I mean, do you really want to like... If you're a library of Alexandria, do you want to be dating another, or at least in a, uh, have, being friends with another library of Alexandria? It's like you're trying to tell one library, hey, read my books, but that library's trying to tell you, hey, read my books. And it's like, yeah, that's going to work. Yeah, don't do that. You know what? Let's actually do it a little different because, you know, it's the introverts, right? So let's start with the negative compatibility or the lowest compatibility types first. And remember, I only do four of the lowest and four of the highest. So let us do it that way because why not do it backwards for once so it becomes less mundane, right? Okay, ISTJ to ISTJ. Why would anyone want to have that relationship? It's like, I'm so worried that you're gonna be loyal to me even though the other person really is the most loyal person in the world because it's SI hero. Oh, but I'm still worried about you being loyal to me anyway. I don't, I don't know, you know, or I need to verify everything that you know, or I don't have any confidence that you know what you're talking about. Wow, these ISTJs are really getting along together. I, I mean, you know, I am so unaware of how you feel at all times. Yeah, me too. I'm really unaware of how you feel. Wow, that's productive, you know, or, uh, or, uh, I never know what I want, but I'm afraid of you wanting the wrong thing. Well, I don't know what I want either. What do you want? You better not ask me what I want because I'm, you should be telling me what I should. But I'm worried that you're not going to be able to do what I should or what you should. Or, oh my gosh, it's just, it's a nightmare. Don't do it. I don't recommend it. The cognitive functions have a lot of distance they have to travel. Not only that, they're interfacing directly with the uh, the, the unconscious and they're not getting... The cognition, the, the cognitive energy that they need to feed the functions when they're trying to find the, the food, uh, the function, or the energy that they're trying to consume, they're not able to find it. So they have to travel a far distance. There's a lot of interference with other cognitive functions competing as well. It just creates a communication breakdown between both these two types. It requires so much more energy, it requires uh, mental energy to do that they actually like literally drain each other. And this is the most draining of all of the, you know, of all the types. And people are like, well, they're in the same type. That means they have the highest camaraderie. And I'm like, sure, maybe they could like work together in a professional situation. But then eventually, even in that professional situation, it's like, ooh, I'm a better ISTJ than that guy. I can write better processes than that guy. 
And it's like, okay, well, you know, it just ends up becoming like a, a contest where they're comparing dicks and trying to be, you know, who can bore the audience the fastest, right? When we're delivering our PowerPoint presentations of 250 slides. Yes, that's exactly what motivates me to go to work every day, right? I mean, I'm kind of speaking from experience because I'd often get these giant, huge decks from my own company to present on our product. And it's like, here, let me just cut out all of these slides and I just give me 12 and that's all I need to deliver a presentation because I have everything else memorized by heart. That's the way to do it. Instead of just like, here, let me put you to sleep with this giant PowerPoint presentation or talking about processes and, and policy because ISCJs are all about policy. We can't do nothing without policy or procedure, you know, and well, they're not wrong. I mean, we do need policy and procedure places, but when that becomes the main focus, that's when the ISTJ becomes wrong. So be aware of that. There's a balance there. We do need policy and procedure and it is important. But having two ISTJs going at it to find that policy and procedure, ha, yeah, that's useful. No, no, it's not. Anyway, the ISTJ, ESTJ, a very similar story, of course. So we have the, you know, I'm more loyal than you are, and I'm worried you're not loyal at all. And the ESTJ is like, I don't care if you think I'm loyal to you, whatever, piss off, you know. Or you're just a small man to me. Or the ESTJ looks at the ISTJ and is like, oh, look who it is, the guy who's got short man syndrome. Like, yeah, that's a thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but people who typically have short man syndrome happen to be ISTJs or ENFPs. I don't know if you folks have noticed that, but really, that's that's a thing. I, I don't know why it's a thing. It's a thing. It's weird. But, I mean, uh, to each their own, I guess, right? Or... Or, or the ESTJ, I'm so afraid of how I feel about myself. I'm afraid I'm a bad person. And the ISTJ is like, I'm not even aware that you're afraid you're a bad person. I'm just gonna like continue on my way, not aware of that or caring about that in the least. And the ESTJ is like, okay, well, I'm not aware of how you feel anyway, so I don't care. Great, we don't have to care about each other's feelings. I guess we'll just have to deal with that. Sure, fine. Or the ESTJ is like, I don't wanna follow your process. I don't like how you have to verify every little thing you're trying to do. You're trying to control me, which is funny coming from the ESTJ because they're the overseer, right? They're all about control. But then they're accusing the ISTJ of being too controlling. Imagine that. It just really, this is like, this is like the hypocrisy, um, the hypocrisy relationship. When you have like two STJs or two NFPs or, or two uh, NFJs, with together, you know, in this in this regard, pretty super high camaraderie, but then they really just draw out the hypocrisy from each other, and it is hilarious to watch. If you ever have the opportunity to see someone, like two people that share the 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 same letters, at least the the final three letters in their slots, and they're like introverted extroverted variants of each other, just watch for the hypocrisy that just comes out. You could like see, and you know what, you could like throw in some stimuli or some grenades, you know or some statements to try to stir up that pot and just extract all that hypocrisy. And, and then you get to make them aware of the hypocrisy afterward and then mock them or laugh at them through that entire process. It's like, wow, guys. And it's not just with these types. It's literally everyone. Everyone has this risk and each type has their own form of hypocrisy. We're actually going to be doing a 
a video about that, uh, or a, a series about each type and their own little hidden hypocrisy, because there's a lot, and uh, it is a fantastic subject if you think about it. It'll be in the same vein as virtue and vice, and we'll be doing it in the future, uh, because I'll probably be hiking when I do those lectures. So, awesome. And then we have the ISTJ and the INFP. I'm all about how I feel, and I'm all about not knowing how you feel, and I'm all about what you think, and I'm all about really critical with what I think, so I'm not going to tell you all the time what I think, and then I'm going to leave you guessing, and I'm all about what you want, and it's like, I have no clue what I want. In fact, I don't care what I want, but I need to motivate you. Don't motivate me or I'll go Super Saiyan demon mode, except, you know, the ISTJ is more like trunks, quite frankly. Maybe not trunks. I don't know. I don't know what Saiyan I'd probably put in ISTJ, but it's definitely not Vegeta. That's definitely an INTP thing, you know, for their super ego, let's be honest. But uh, not really sure where to put the ISTJs in that thing. Maybe they're not a Saiyan. Maybe they're like Frieza. Wow. Anyway, uh, it, this is just not going to work. Or, or uh, I'm worried about giving you a good experience. You better give me a good experience. But... How can I give you a good experience when you're completely unaware of the experience I want to get? And it's like, wow, you know, I have no, you know, the, the INFP would like never even know the type of gift to give the ISTJ and that would just kind of break down and crumble over time. It's not something I would recommend. Or the ISTJ and the ENFP, which is exactly what Socionics preaches as the ideal pairing because duality is the best. No, it's stupid. Actually, duality has nothing to do with compatibility. It's just camaraderie. That's all it is. There is no functional compatibility because it ends up becoming a competition. The ISTJ is like, I'm, I could be a better ENFP than you are because the ISTJ is trying to be, you know, in the ENFP's subconscious and the ENFP is trying to be the ISTJ's subconscious, right? Trying to be a better version of the other. And it just turns into a, some giant freaking competition. Why would anyone want to do that? Well, apparently these do because for some reason they're friends, right? Instead of just straight up annoying the crap out of each other. You know, it's like literally... You get, you see them walking along, and as they're walking along together, you look behind them, and there's literally just a huge trail of feces all over the ground because they annoy the crap out of each other. You know what I mean? Anyway, it, it, it's just horrible. You know, I'm so innocent with what you think, and you know, and, and I'm a critical old man about what I think. So stay out of my business. You're annoying me. You know, you're not giving me a good experience, se demon. Well, you're not telling me anything you want, N.I. Demon, and you're not aware of how I feel, and you never share your thoughts with me, and I, or the ISTJ's like, you never tell me what you want, I'm always afraid of what you're going to do next, you're like pure chaos, you're so disorganized, you're never on time, you know, and they, the ISTJ gets frustrated that they can't plan anything with the INFP. You know, they could probably plan something a little bit better with the INFP, but with the ENFP, they can't plan that at all. And I might have just said INFP when I really meant ENFP, but oh well. So, remember, the types have to travel, or the economy functions have to travel a long distance, and they end up getting into a traffic jam. It just creates a lot of mental chaos, a lot of traffic jams, a lot of interference. Remember, our, our brains, our minds, our souls are like radios, right? They're tuning in and out transceivers within these eight different cognitive spectra known as the cognitive functions. And if you don't know about that, watch my 
lecture on cognitive transitions. Literally hit the search bar, type in cognitive transitions on my channel. You'll find the one lecture I have dedicated to it and you will understand how that works. Now, let us get to top compatibility. And uh, we're actually gonna start at the highest. So ISTJ and ESTP, an amazing pairing. Thank God for this pairing because they keep each other honest. And it's funny, as lazy as the ISTJ can get, the ESTP can get super lazy too. But after this ESTP serves up that reality check for the ISTJ, the ISTJ is all of a sudden motivated and not as lazy anymore, which then, funnily enough, causes the ESTP to not be unmotivated anymore because the ESTP is like, I'm going to give you a reality check so that you get off your ass all the time and actually are productive. And then the ESTP is like, wow, he's actually productive. I want to be productive now. And it's so weird how that works. But that's why they're made for each other. It's... It's, it's, a, it's amazing to see. That reality check goes in, and then the ISTJ starts doing something, and then that ends up saying, hey, you know, you could be doing this with me, and I, inferior, and inferior is like, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing, and I want to do that too. And then they end up doing things together, and they become really good friends, you know, and a, an amazing romantic relationship could actually form. It is possible, because... Even though this is top for social compatibility, it is also top for romantic as well. That's, you know, some of these, uh, these different compatibilities, you know, like, like in a circle, the center pieces are kind of the same, but the outer pieces are not, if you know what I mean. We'll talk more about that later. Anyway, so yes, the ISTJ is, I'm all about being comfy, and I'm all about knowing what I like and my tastes, and I have really good taste, and I have very refined taste, and I can acquire any taste, and EST, and, and, and the ESTP is like, great, I could give you tastes, right? I could give you sensations, uh, and, and I'm going to give you experiences, including reality checks to wake you up, and etc. So they end up having that. They know what they experience. The ESTP knows what they're experiencing. The ISTJ knows what they're doing. The ESTP knows what the ISTJ is doing. There is no conflict there. And then the ESTP is like, I totally know what I think. And they're very responsible what they think. And then the ISTJ is like, yeah, I'm aware of what you're thinking at all times. So no conflict, right? And then the ESTP is like, I know how you feel. And the ISTJ is like, well, I know how I feel too. And then the ISTJ is like, I know what you want, even though you don't know what you want. And the ESTP is like, oh, thank God, options. Now I don't have to be so afraid of what I want anymore. And then I don't have failure to launch syndrome, which is funny because hypocr <laughs> hypocritically speaking, the ISTJ kind of ends up starting out really good, but then they end up failing to launch later because they get stuck in a rut. So you have the person who's stuck in a rut motivating the person who's trying to avoid getting stuck in the rut. It's weird. But that's what happens. So anyway, all these types are able to get the cognition that they're looking for from the ego. They don't have to pass the barrier into the unconscious to get to the lower functions. It just works out. ESTP is worried about their past. They're worried about their experience, worried about their childhood. Uh, you know, and the ISTJ is already worried that that's, you know, that that's their past and worried about those things. And the ISTJ will actually seek to make sure that ESTP has good experiences so that ESTP can relive those amazing moments they have with childhood with their children. The SE hero gets to ha give those experiences to their children, and then they have an amazing time uh, as a result. Thank you, ISTJs, for doing that for ESTPs. Not only that, SI hero, uh, because of how comfortable it is, the SE hero tries to continue to make SI hero comfortable, uh, even though because an SI hero like it's a huge mountain. It's a 
it's a big it's a big target you know it needs to be able to feel the sensation because you know people with lower se is not able to give that experience that the si hero craves they really crave that experience in a big way right i mean uh, to the point where they'll be like thrill seeking or they will they will be seeking new experiences and willing to try anything and the ESTP is willing to do anything to give that experience uh, to the ISTJ, which is funny because, I mean, if that's a female and that's a male in this relationship, uh, ISTJ female or ESTP male. <laughs> this is funny, but something I have noticed that uh, doggy style is a very normal thing for these two, if you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, kind of weird, but... Not really. Uh, so uh, ESTP is very critical about how everyone else thinks. They're very critical that other people may be stupid and the statistics are wrong or what they're thinking is wrong or their thinking is corrupted. The ISTJ walks around already believing that about themselves. So again, no conflict there because they're so critical towards their own thinking. The ESTP is not aware of how they feel. Well, thank God the ISTJ is not aware of how the ESTP feels anyway. No conflict. And then the ESTP... It doesn't really give a damn about what other people want or their intentions, and the ISTJ doesn't care either because they are not about intentions at all. They do not allow themselves to desire things or want things. They are seeking new thrills, new experiences, and while simultaneously doing what they should and doing their duty. ESTPs do what they want, ISTJs do their duty, and as a result, ISTJs end up becoming loyal to the ESTP and they can have a great friendship because the ESTP knows that the ISTJ is always there for them and very reliable. Thank God, ISTJs. And beyond the reliability, ISTJs are brilliant in the way that ESTPs need because they are that library of Alexandria that stores up those reference points that allows ESTPs to have really great relationships uh, with them and potentially others. ISTJs make ESTPs more successful. Conversely, ESTPs make ISTJs more successful. It takes all the guessing out of life and together they can hit life in a way that really transcends uh, most relationships. Of course, any relationship in that in the slot is technically that way. I mean, come on. Uh, <clears throat> the ISTJ, ISTP, very interesting combo. Uh, very similar relationship with the ESTP, just the differences. There's some built-in humility here amongst the cognitive functions. And, uh, oh yeah, close my rings. And uh, with that, uh, the ISTJ is always aware of what the ISTP is thinking. Uh, the ISTJ is always aware, always aware of their own experience. The ISTP is always aware of the experience the ISTJ is having. The ISTP is already aware of what they're thinking. So again, there's no conflict there. The ISTP knows what they want. The ISTJ just allows them to do whatever they want. So the ISTP gets the full freedom that they're looking for in the same way the ESTP does. Uh, although sometimes the ISTJ may be a little scared of what the ISTP wants because they're like an innocent little kid. The ISTJ doesn't mind. You know, and the ISTP is constantly trying to make the ISTJ feel better because the ISTP is afraid of making the ISTJ feel bad, which is great. There's built-in humility here amongst these functions. And because of that humility, they're able to meet in the middle. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a very low effort relationship. Uh, they're going, both going downhill instead of like this relationship, ISTJ, INFP, they're both trying to like climb the pyramid of Giza and there's no telling when the first one's just going to give up and the one's going to get up to the top and be like, what the hell, where'd you go? It's just a huge amount of energy to try to get up to the top, but both of them, it's just like going downhill, you know, of course it's that way with the ISTJ and ESTP more so it's probably even a steeper hill, but still 
it's very easy. It's like breathing. They just read these two relationships. They just read each other like a book. Um, ICJ with either of the STPs, basically. So just to give you an idea of how that works, uh, they're already worried about, uh, you know, the experience that the ISTP is having, but the ISTP is like very critical towards it anyway, so there's really no conflict there. The ISTP is worried that the ISTJ is dumb, but the ISTJ is so critical towards their own thinking and verifying everything anyway, the ISTP ends up not ever have to worry about the ISTJ because they already verify because that's all this is doing. ISTPs have TI Hero. It's all about verification and verifying everything and they're worried that other people are not verifying but the ISTJ has TI Critic and is forcing themselves to verify. And as a result of that duty of, of verification, the ISTP gets super comfortable with them and doesn't put them in the stupid zone like they do most people. Let's be honest, most people deserve it. <clears throat> so it's, it's really good. The ISTJ is, is aware that the ISTP is, is capable of forgetting and they worry that the ISTP will forget in the same way that they worry the ESTP will forget. And that's why SI Hero is there to remind the STPs of things in the past so that they're, they're able to keep things in their RAM, the random access memory. Extroverted sensing is all about living in the moment. It's short-term memory. It's just a high amount of short-term memory but they have very low long-term memory. They have low SI, and that's why ICJs exist with that super high long-term memory, which is always available for them to ask and remind the STPs so the STPs stay on track. It is dope. The dopest. Uh, ICPs are completely unaware of what ICJs want. Good thing, ICJs don't care about what they want, and ISTPs don't care about how they feel about things. Well, thank God the ISTJ doesn't really, is not aware of how they feel anyway and is not going to try to give them feelings. It's not about that. It's all about true false to these types and that's how they like it. STPs are excellent for STJs. Let's talk about NFJs. Now, ISTJ, ENFJ, this is actually a very common marriage. Uh, for some reason, the third uh, slot in social compatibility is the most common uh, marriage that you will find uh, between the types. I have no idea why yet but I'm getting there. I think it has something to do with the fact that the parent functions are teaching the inferior functions and they're able to grow. And the parent, the, the parent functions are very responsible in teaching because they already teach the children the child functions and uh, you know based on their with, within themselves and to protect the children. So they're trying to pass on their parenthood, pass on that responsibility to their other, and it actually causes the, their other to develop in ways, uh, you know, so... ISTJs will not be so worried about other people's intents all the time and they're not able to live in fear as much because the ENFJs, they know what they want and they're very responsible about that and then, like, and then they realize, wow, there's someone out there in the world that's actually responsible for what, they're, what they want, responsible for their intentions. I don't have to worry about them anymore. I don't be afraid of these people anymore. So it really takes the fear out. Same thing with TI Inferior. ENFJs always believe the ISTJ allows them to have their day in court and, and is very patient with them because they're SI hero. The problem is though, is that that TE parent could make that TI inferior insecure and kind of just like throw out their thought in the random direction. That may be true, maybe not. It really depends. Uh, so, but anyway, again, all the cognition is available within the ego. They don't have to go to the subconscious, uh, you know, and uh, the ISTJ is worried that the ENFJ will forget things, so they will remind them. The, I, the ENFJ is worried that uh, the ISTJ 
uh, may not be socially aware, so the FE hero kicks in and helps the ICJ be more socially aware. They just have each other's back, and it's an excellent relationship. I, I highly recommend this relationship for friendship or even uh, a romantic relationship. There's definitely some compatibility there. ISTJs and INFJs, very similar to the ENFJ, although, although the relationship is super similar, there can be some issues because the heroes may be too much for the inferior functions to, to handle, and then they actually could end up being in fear of each other or jumping to conclusions about each other's behavior, which can cause some problems. The INFJ could make the ISTJ uncomfortable too much and, uh, and get afraid, or the INFJ will end up having a lot of performance anxiety and never know if they're doing a good job by the ISTJ, and thus the ISTJ would, would reject that entirely. Uh, the ISTJ sees how willful the INFJ is, and then because of how willful they are, they can find themselves, you know, being afraid of what the INFJ wants, and which causes them to question whether or not they should be loyal to the INFJ, which only adds more fear to the INFJ because they're questioning whether or not the ISTJ is still, you know, loyal to them. If they're the more mature the two types are together in this particular uh, grouping or friendship or relationship. Uh, they are able to you know get over these things they just have to talk and communicate and as long as they communicate nothing bad would happen and they are super compatible as a result and can be excellent friends because all cognition is available uh within the ego of the other it is available they just have to communicate to make sure that they're not stepping on each other's inferior functions and they will and thusly stepping on their insecurities and instead of stepping on insecurities they are supporting each other's insecurities which can lead to some fantastic personal growth and development in ways that most people are not even aware of. Plus, the INFJ who needs a plan will get that plan from the ISTJ, provided the ISTJ is not in a rut. But luckily, the INFJ seeks to make the ISTJ comfortable so that they come out of their shell and come out of the rut and they feel safe and comfortable to open up to the INFJ. Awesome. So... That concludes this episode on what types are socially compatible with ISTJs. If you uh, found this lecture to be helpful, useful, educational, insightful, please leave a like and a subscribe here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. That would be dope. And also, if you have any questions about ISTJs or their compatibility, uh, their social compatibility or anything else, please leave in the comment section and I'll do my best to answer all of your comments. I've been reading every single one. And I still have that backlog of emails, but I'm getting through them. Thank you all for your patience on that front. And uh, thank you also for the coaching sessions. It's been fantastic. Uh, those of you that uh, have been doing coaching, uh, I've really been enjoying it. And I'm glad that people are seeing results in their life. And uh, did a few, uh, did a few uh, marriage-related uh, sessions, a few uh, Please Type Me sessions, and a few uh, career advice sessions. It has been fantastic that what we've been able to do so far. I even had a session where I was helping someone parent their uh, their child. That was also really cool. And they just recently reported that they've had the best relationship they've ever had with their son uh, in the last uh, 10 years. So I'm glad to be a part of that and a part of their story and to uh, help them out in that way. So anyway, that's it for this evening. I was trying to get this out last night, uh, but we had that mishap with the gimbal, which failed. Um, and I expect to be doing another one uh, tomorrow night. So with that being said, I'll see you all tomorrow night.